Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is such a pleasure and an honor to have Nicole Kalenda on the program today. I am just so, so grateful that she's here to talk with us. Um, Nicole is a, a mother, a breast cancer survivor. She's a marathon runner. She actually is a podcast host as well. She hosts the Voice for Possibility podcast, and so we'll hear more about that in a minute. Um, she's a speech and language pathologist. She's a professor and researcher at NYU, you all. And um, I would just like to welcome Nicole to the program. Thank you, Nicole for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, I know that you, um, you you have lots of practice at this, so um, but sometimes it's different to be on the other end of it, right? Um, totally so, different. <laughs> <laughs> totally thrilled to have you, though. And before we jump into it, um, I would love it if you want to give the listeners just a little more background on you, Nicole. Oof. Um, well, I wear many hats, and... Uh, it, someone taught me this phrase, um, multi-hyphenate and it, I love that because I feel like that really encapsulates me. I am a multi-hyphenate person yeah. and I like doing a lot of things, right? And I know you can understand that. So to some, it feels a bit, um, like a lot, but to me, it's sort of my comfort zone. So you're right. I'm a mother first. Um, I have, I have two kids. My daughter is 11, going on like 20 and <laughs> my son is nine. Um, we, we live uh, in, on Long Island, very close to Manhattan. Um, I am a year out from a little over a year um, from being cancer free. So that was a pretty big milestone. It's a Breast huge cancer milestone. Survivor. Yeah. Yes. Kind of, yeah, definitely a thing within this pandemic. That was a big challenge to deal with, but I'm proud to say I'm a year out, so I'm a breast cancer thriver, um, which is incredible. And, you know, professionally, I'm a pediatric speech-language pathologist. I have a specialty in children diagnosed with something called childhood apraxia of speech. And really, basically, it's they know what they want to say, um, and they have a really hard time planning the motor movements necessary to get clear speech. So in many instances, it's a kid who sort of feels trapped. Maybe he's thinking in sentences but can't even say words clearly. Um, and that's the research that I'm doing at NYU. It's a treatment efficacy study. And I'm also a professor, so I teach within the grad program at New at the, in speech pathology at NYU. Wonderful. So many amazing good things. And I'll have to add to that, too. Um, you are a part of our team at ARC Active Resolute Connected. Um, we empower women through movement and running, um, through a holistic program. And Nicole has served as a mentor and also just a really awesome source for of inspiration for um, specifically our cohort in Q3, which was the cancer uh, fighter and thriver cohort. Um, being a survivor and fighter and thriver yourself, um, I, you know, it was really amazing to have you and you've continued to serve and I'm just so, so grateful. So, um, thank you for being a part of that. And it's just been such a pleasure. Well, I can't believe like I didn't mention that. I'm so sorry because, so we met the beginning of 2021 yeah. 
And it was my, for me, it was, um, I was going through my radiation treatment and one of my personal, one of my personal goals was to just choose to fill my schedule with things I love because I was feeling like if I'm going to go back to, you know, life, I really want to be conscious of the things that are making me, you know, quote unquote busy. Right. So we got connected through a mutual a running friend and someone who also is a mentor um, who, who knew knows me and thought this would be a good fit. And I was so incredibly grateful because it has given so much to me um, being a part of ARC and being a mentor. Um, it, it's such a wonderful, wonderful program. And even now, like I have an old student of mine who's doing it and it's just to, to, to to witness her her growth over the past you know six weeks is is incredible Gina so mm. I'm just I'm really honored to be a part of Arc truly uh, I, well we are blessed and and just so grateful to have you so and speaking of Arc um, you know the sort of our our shtick is that running can really transform our lives and not just running walking movement um, can transform our lives and I know that you've experienced that in a Nicole, um, I know you're a runner and I know that, you know, running helped you through um, a lot of, you know, what you were dealing with cancer treatment and then also I'm sure other struggles in life. So do you want to speak to that a little bit for me and tell me about how, um, you know, how you feel like running has shaped you and helped you through? Sure. I'm, I'm just laughing because I could speak about it for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> um, so I... I wasn't a runner. Like I ran a little bit in high school, but I was by no means on the track team. I was actually a volleyball player and I played volleyball in college and I was living in Manhattan. And I think I I really secretly wanted to be able to do the New York city marathon one day. And I would see, you know, the marathon come through my area. I lived on the upper East side and I was always so inspired, but I never thought I could do it. So I opted to do the triathlon. Okay. And I became a mentor for a team in training, um, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And I loved I loved the triathlon. So it was triathlon in New York, right? It was a mile swim in the Hudson, 25-mile um, bike up the West Side Highway, and then a 10K in Central Park. And for me, in, at that time, that felt more doable than, let's say, 26.2 miles, which just <laughs> seemed absolutely insane, right? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, uh, motherhood happens and I'm using running as a quiet time, get out of the house, me time. I had two little kids at home. I was, you know, maybe running, I don't know, four or five times a week, casual runs in my neighborhood, not serious. I wasn't doing races. I didn't bring my phone with me. Like it wasn't, I wasn't on Strava, you know what I mean? No yeah. Garmin at the time. And then I, um, I'm one day I'm just casually running in my neighborhood and I fall. I don't know if I ever told you this, Gina. I fall face first into the street off a pretty high sidewalk and I lost my front teeth. I didn't know that. No. And I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember what I have told you. <laughs> but this is this is where it began, right? So I go I go down into the, you know face first. I see my teeth crack off, and you know, I get up, I don't have my phone. This was 2016. And um, I'm bleeding profusely. 
And thank God there was a woman running toward me. Um, I'm so like bleeding and bad, right? Um, and I, I go up to her and I'm like, I please just use your phone to call my husband. You know, I'm calling him a million times. Of course, he's not picking up because he doesn't know the number. Finally, he picks up. He's at the bagel store with my son who was, you know, I don't know, two at the time. And I'm like, you just, you got to come get me. So he comes to pick me up. I don't want my son to see how I look. And I'm like trying to assess the damage in the, in the mirror, in the car without having my son look. And all my son could think about is the bagels that my husband left at the bagel store because he rushed to come get me. <laughs> so he's crying about the bagels. Aww. And I'm finally like, just take him to get the bagels. And I run inside and I like survey the damage and God, it was bad, but it was, it could have been so much worse. Right. So, you know, I heal from that. I had a couple of scrapes, obviously a lot of dental work, but you know, about three, four weeks later, I asked my husband who wasn't a runner at the time, he is now <laughs> to trail me in the car so I could run over the spot where I fell mm-hmm. because I was feeling like running has given so much to me already at that time in 2016, right? As a new mom that I didn't want to not have it again. Yeah. And I wanted to sort of, I think in that, in that, I think my, what I was thinking was I want to change the energy of that space where I ran because otherwise I was feeling like I was just going to be scared all the time. So I ran over to the spot where I fell and I ran over it and I come home that day and I don't tell him, I don't tell anybody, but I secretly sign up for the New York city lottery, uh, for the marathon. Oh wow! And I thought, I thought if it's meant to be, it's meant to be right. This thing that I had coveted for like over a decade that I never thought I could do. And sure enough, a month later, I completely forgot that I did that. A month later, I get the email that I'm in for 2017 and it was like 10% of of applicants got it. It's not something that you just can, you know, very hard to get into that, that, um, marathon. So that was it. That was it. You know, I, I trained for 2017. The training in and of itself taught me so much about myself. Um, I, I was thinking at the time, Gina, that I would just do it one time and then, possibly go on and do it as a guide. You know, they have people who guide the people that maybe have a disability or, you know, for some reason or another can't need, need help out there. So I was thinking I would do it once and then possibly do it as a guide, but I did it. And (laughs) I just, I was like, I got to come back and own this. Like, it was like, I was so scared of the distance that even though I put the training in, I was still so incredibly fearful that I wasn't going to make it truly, that I actually ran that first marathon in positive splits. My last five miles are my fastest because oh at that point I it's knew crazy. I had it. <laughs> I know I could. And like people, my friends were at like mile 23 and they were like, Nicole, there were people breaking down, like falling apart and you come flying by with a big smile on your face. Wow. I mean, it's because I, I didn't, you know, I clearly didn't give full effort. I was really afraid. So once I crossed the finish line, I was like, oh, I got to come back and like really put it out there right now that I know I could do this. It's like, I could, you know, I got, I got bit by the marathon bug, which who would have thought, like, I couldn't believe it. So I've done the marathon in New York city every year since 2017. And I even did last year virtually, which I know, you know, this was actually, I had trained for it, and it was five days after I got my diagnosis of breast cancer. 
It's so so that was pretty Nicole. powerful yeah, for me. I know. It, I, I, it's interesting because, you know, I've told you, I felt, I was worried I would go a little dark. You know, it gets really hard when you run the marathon. There's always hard parts to it. Um, you doubt yourself. You know, you sometimes you get a little like, why am I doing this, right? It's really challenging. And I was worried that with the heaviness of what was going on and just getting this diagnosis that, you know, I might, I might be in my thoughts and upset. And the interesting thing is that I, I just, I felt light the whole time. Like I was flying, like I was on top of the world. I felt strong. I felt healthy. I, I, I felt proud to show my family that I, I could do this. And it, turned out being one of the best gifts I could have given myself in that I can see my strengths. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not sure that we give ourselves the opportunity to be able to truly see our strengths enough. Right. Yeah. I love this line of thinking, you know, that we have to search for those opportunities and give ourselves the opportunities to really lean into our strength. And, you know, we don't grow when things are easy as much as they feel nice when they are. Um, And before we started taping today, we were talking about how things really aren't easy right now in either of our lives. You know, nothing crazy to complain about, but just you know, sometimes things are tough, but we don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face these challenges, the challenge of your fall in the first place, and then the challenge of cancer, the challenge of a lifetime. Um, And I just love that you just had this energy to keep going and to keep running and that running brought you light. Um, I think, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, So, you know, tell us, Nicole, for, for those of us who, um, you know, are searching for some inspiration and might be going through some difficult times right Right now, maybe someone who's in the beginning of the cancer journey, maybe someone who's facing something else that, you know, um, is a similar great, great challenge in their life. What words of wisdom would you have um, for those for those women out there um, or even a lesson that you wish you had known at the beginning of your journey that you would that you would like to pass on to them? It's a great question. I think the first one would be it's almost like I'm thinking in hashtags movement (laughs) heels. Right. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go out and run a marathon, Right. but movement heals. And in many, it's multifaceted. It it, it does it in many different ways, but giving yourself the space to process your thoughts, your feelings, to be with you alone, and then to be in your body and strong, it's healing. And the other thing, you know, I think that I learned along the way, which I think I'm still learning. I think this is um, a lesson I am in the middle of, and I have been for a little bit, is that healing is a verb. Mm. I I think I thought that, you know, I had never had a surgery before. I've always been relatively healthy. Um, You know, three months before my diagnosis, I went vegan. I've been vegetarian my whole life. It's like not like this really rocked our world. I was 44 when I got diagnosed. Honestly, picture of perfect health, right? Mm. Um, so it was really, really, really tough to process. And I think after my surgery, you know, after like three days, I was like, okay, I'm ready. And you know, I wasn't. It's like I couldn't move my arm. I was having trouble sleeping. I was in so much pain. It, it just, 
healing is a verb and takes time. And that is challenging, I think. But if we could tell ourselves, I guess my mantra is always, and it started with running and it has become something I, I embody in my, in life is to just, you know, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. So every morning I would just get up and I would walk one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. I knew I couldn't run. I was in clear jet and there was no way in hell that I could. But for the month that I couldn't run, I walked every morning and it, it, it healed. It started the healing process for me, both, you know, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally. And I just, I, I, even the power of walking, I, I wish people would just give it a try. Yeah. This is, this is just such great advice. And I think, you know, it, it, going to the to the movement part first, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to run races. You don't even have to run. You can just move your body and nope. get out there and walk. Um, and it's transformative. Yep. It's a transformative process um, in your life if you decide to do that when you're listening to us talk about it today. Um, and then I want to talk about this idea that healing is a verb. And I think that it's so applicable, certainly for a cancer journey, but also for a lot of struggles that we face in life, grief, loss, um, all of these things. And, and I think the other important piece of this is that, you know, healing is a verb and it's a verb that means different things in each of our lives. Right. Um, and there's yep. no, there's no map, there's no guide guidebook. Nope. Right. Um, and so, and I, and I think I would also say, you know, and I, I have not been through a cancer journey, but I have been through some great loss in my life. And I would also say that you know, ne- you don't really reach an end point. You know, um, there, it's, it's a constant evolution. And, you know, when we go through these things that we never thought we would go through, you know, it's a cliche, but I really do believe that it takes us to places that we, we could never imagine, have imagined either. Um, so would you agree with that, Nicole? Yeah. I mean, I have, so I started walking, right. And then as soon as I could run, I started running. And then I had to do radiation. And as you know, I ran every morning that I was going through radiation, which was a month straight every day um, because it was my sanity. It was my time to process. It really helped me. Um, I started running again January 1st, and I have run every day this year. My goal is to run the whole year. at first, I was upset because I was on another run streak that cancer took away from me, and that was at 328 days, so I wanted to get to 329 in a row. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to be like 75, and one of my grandkids is going to be like, but grandma, why didn't you just run the whole year, right? Like, why did you stop at 329? <laughs> so I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to 365 to like clear the year, but my my journey with this has been, you know... I thought I was going to come out and I was going to do Chicago. I wanted to do Chicago marathon and I wanted to be Q. That was really my dream, right? Because I'm at an age and a point where I can, it's accessible to yeah. me. I have to train, but, and then I started realizing my body wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, and that was, I, I wouldn't say a hard pill to swallow, but it was like, okay, I'm not ready, so I'll do New York and then I'll do Chicago next year. And and by next year, I mean 2022 because my husband's set up to do it for 2022. 
And if I, you know, if I don't get in through the lottery, I'll do it as a fundraiser for breast cancer. This is my thought process, but I'm going to, you know, and then I was thinking, so New York isn't going to be like a PR race for me, but I definitely had a goal that I wanted. And that was, I wanted to beat my 2019 New York time. Um, I wasn't including my 2020 time because that was at a local track and was like really blazing fast. And I was looking at where I was and how I was feeling and, you know, I wasn't feeling like my old self. I was feeling significantly better and I had an amazing training cycle towards, you know, it went really well towards the end, but the race was really hard for me. And Mm. it was, you know, just another reminder that I'm, I'm still healing and I'm not, I'm not where I thought I was because I, because I am still healing and I have to be just cognizant of that. That's right. Yeah. So it's still, it's like what you're saying. It's a journey. Yeah. And I think we have to be fluid, um, you know, with, with some of these goals and aspirations and give ourselves grace, you know? Um, I was just going to say that exact word, grace. We have to show ourselves grace. Yeah. It's so important. And it's hard to do when we have these big goals and we, you know, we trust ourselves and we know we have that strength. Um, but being adjust, being flexible and being able to adjust, um, you know, those things are so important too, um, to our, to our overall happiness and, you know, to continue to lean into our vibrancy. So I love all of it. And I, I just think it's such a, such an inspiration for those who are listening and might be facing the beginning of their cancer journey. And to know that, I mean, look at Nicole, she, she did the New York marathon this year, people one year out of cancer. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just so amazing. Um, so before I wrap up, Nicole, we, you tell people about your podcast, how they can find you, how they can get connected, and then we'll do a couple of final questions. Perfect, of course. Okay, so my podcast is Voice for Possibility Podcast. Um, it can be found anywhere where podcasts are streamed. It's really Voice for Possibility is my brand, and I feel like it really captures who I am because I help children speak. I also, you know, try to inspire and show other women and moms just what is possible for them. And the Voice for Possibility podcast was really born of that idea to showcase women and their own respective journeys. And, you know, I feel like, and what we know is that we learn by other stories. And the best thing that we can do for each other is to share, right? So... It's women forward. Um, it's w- women in all types of roles, um, leadership roles, entrepreneurs, you know, um, women dealing with trauma, like any book, uh, educators, academians, like anything you could think of, just sharing their, their story and the impact they're having on the world. I love it. I love it. And I, you know, what I really love about it is that it encourages all of us to just make space in our own lives for that possibility that you talk about to unfold because it's always unfolding. And that's the exciting thing about life. So I love you for giving that a voice and, um, and I encourage everyone to go out and give it a listen. So, um, thank you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So as we wrap up, I love to just ask a couple quick little questions at the end for a little more positivity. So, um, I want to hear from you, Nicole, a couple quick little things that bring you joy, simple things in your day to day. Um, I put, uh, in the morning I have athletic greens and then I have my coffee before I go for my run and I put almond milk or non-dairy whipped cream 
um, on my coffee. Uh-huh. I just swirl a little bit on top, and I'm, it makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. My coffee makes me um, happy too, for sure. <laughs> it makes me. It definitely makes me happy. So that's one thing. You know, obviously my run. Um, you know. Saying goodnight to my children at night. Um, having a really good playlist. Yeah. Listening to yeah. a really good podcast. Like simple things like connecting to the subway from the train and, you know, less than a minute. Like these are things that <laughs> I'm grateful for um, in my in my day to day. I love it. And you know what? These things are all Oh, wait, wait, wait. My puppies. puppies. My doggies. Oh, they're so cute. Another reason to follow Nicole so you can check out her pups. They are the cutest. Um, They are so cute. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay, so the last last question is is a complete the sentence. Okay? So going out to all the listeners today. So complete the sentence for me. Never forget... Never forget that you really are stronger than you can even possibly imagine. Yeah. Beautiful words and so true and something that we all need to hear right now. Um, and just remembering yeah. that that strength is there. I always talk about how I feel like each level, each stage, each day of our life unravels another layer of that strength that we, you know, that we haven't yet seen. And it's, it's pretty awesome if we can lean into that and trust it. Um, but uh, Well, I don't, I think we always like, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like, and it's interesting, even for me and my whole cancer journey, I can reflect back. I know it was me who did what I did because I was there. But I even I'm sometimes like, I can't believe how strong I was. Yeah. And I did it and lived through it. And that's incredible. And I'm like on the other end, right? And in disbelief. And I lived through it. So it's like we are so much stronger than we ever give ourselves credit for. Yeah. So, so true and a perfect place to end it. Um, I thank you so much for coming on today, Nicole. We'll have to do it again. And thank you for all of your work um, with the podcast through ARC and everything else that you're doing to contribute to a better tomorrow. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And listeners, thanks for coming along with us on this ride today. I hope you got some vibes of positivity from us um, and remember some of the awesome pieces of advice that Nicole gave, that movement can be healing, that healing is a verb, and mostly that if we can just put one foot in front of the other, we can really lean into that strength that is within us all. We believe in you. Let's lift each other up. Connected. We can rise.